episode seven. So I had a bit of a learning opportunity this past week. Um, you know, if you've listened to the podcast or read any of my articles, you know that I've always been a lover of money. Um, and as of recent, after learning a little bit more about investing, compound interest, inflation, um, that sort of thing, and also dabbling in all of those things and purchasing a home and <laughs> growing up and putting my big boy pants on, um, I realized I was developing a habit of being hyper frugal, I guess you could say, um, or cheap <laughs> would be another word of another way of putting it. Um, I was so focused on the future. I was so focused on retirement. Um, and, and I'm not really, I've never really been one of those people that, you know, stows away all their money um, in a 401k, a Roth IRA, um, HSA, uh, really any of those kind of retirement accounts. I've never been that person. I've always wanted to have a little bit more freedom with some of my money. Um, I do take advantage of those tax advantage accounts, but it's not where I put all my cash because I, I know, you know, 59 and a half is a long time away. Um, I'm 29 years old now. Um, I'd like to enjoy my money um, earlier than that. I'd like to have access to my money earlier than that. So, um, you know, I, I kind of do a mix of everything. Really, I invest in the stock market. I invest in um, real estate through personal properties at the time. I don't really have any uh, rental properties or investment properties, I guess you could say. Um, and then, you know, I invest some in those tax advantage accounts, but I realized as I've gotten older that I was developing a habit of becoming very future focused, you know, and I don't want to get too philosophical, but this kind of is a philosophical thing where, you know, you can easily lose sight when you study compound interest and study finance, um, and start making enough money to experience the benefits of those things, you can become very future focused. Um, and with me, I think I've always had a bit of a, an issue maybe um, with enjoying where I'm at now. I'm always wanting the next thing. I'm always wanting something better. I'm always wanting to advance. I'm always wanting to fix and um, all of that stuff, you know, even just kind of thinking in my personal life. Um, I have a hard time sitting down and just being um, and I've taken up meditation and, and breathing techniques over the past year, and that's really helped. Um, and it's not an anxiety thing at all. I, I don't suffer from anxiety by any means. Um, but I just have learned that I'm, I'm future-focused. You know, when I buy a house, a lot of the reason why I made the purchasing decision, and I think this is good too, but just to get you in my frame of mind, um, a lot of the reason why I a, – a big – piece of the pie of my purchasing decision is, um, you know, when I, what, well, what if I sell it, you know, <laughs> how much money can I make when I sell it? Um, you know, when I buy a car, it's, well, what's the resale value? How much can I sell it for? Um, really a lot of the things that I do in my life are so future focused. Um, and that's paid dividends really, um, in some areas, you know, I've made good money, and selling my homes. I've, you know, made wise vehicle decisions that haven't, you know, really been um, crippling. And when I do sell those vehicles, a lot of the times I make money, even if it's kind of a fast flip. Uh, but I always, it's, I've, I've realized, and now that I'm just kind of talking it through, I've developed a very consumer mindset to where I, I like things. And I, 
Um, I don't know. It's interesting, but um, I realized that just with my personal finances, I've become incredibly future focused. I'm always thinking about, you know, well, what can my money do in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years and 60 years? And what can it do for my kids? And again, all of that is good, but I realized recently that there's balance to that. As with most things in life, you know, too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. And with so many things in our life, um, I have, I have to have some balance. Um, and so, you know, it's just a big lesson that I've learned and I'm, I'm doing a little bit different of a podcast here, kind of micro content, um, just kind of being transparent with you and, and getting my thoughts out into the universe. Um, you know, if you find yourself being incredibly future focused and this can even go the opposite way, you know, if you find yourself being so focused on the past that it's crippling your now or it's crippling your future, you know, it might be time to check yourself. I think as humans, sometimes we find attachment in things and it probably comes from insecurity. Um, and again, I talk about psychology on this podcast because so much of personal finance is pure psychology. It's not, it's such a small portion of it is math. Um, you know, if you feel yourself too attached to the past or too attached to the future, or even maybe even too attached to the present, you know, YOLO, <laughs> us millennials say I'm 29 years old. So, um, you know, it's, it, you have to have balance. Um, I think, you know, in life you have to be retrospective to the past and our history, um, because it's what we, it's what has made us. Um, you have to be able to live in the now, enjoy the time that you have because we're not promised a second more. Um, and you have to be, you have to plan and be disciplined for the future as well. Um, so that you're in a good place down the line, not only for yourself, but for others around you. You have a responsibility, I feel, to steward the things that, uh, you're given in your life, you know? Um, and who knows, you know, it, the discipline that you show today could be the, the philanthropic thing you do in 30 years or when you're retired, it could be that family that you're able to help down the road because you're disciplined now. Um, on the flip side of that, if you're not present focused, if you struggle with that, you know, maybe your health uh, suffers or maybe your happiness suffers or maybe your family suffers because you're always working and not spending enough time with them, just living, just being, just being a dad or a mom or a spouse or a cousin or a sister or a brother, um, you know, those things can suffer. So, uh, that's just my big lesson for, for this week, you know, and I think I'm going to start doing a little bit more of these micro podcasts, just kind of talking at you guys. Um, I, just to give you, just to be really transparent, I, um, bought a car <laughs> this past week and I've preached often that car payments are bad, but I financed the car, <laughs> which is just crazy for me to be transparent and honest with you guys about. Um, but I did it, and I have always had a love of cars. Um, this probably won't be the last car that I finance either. Um, now, I say this, it was very frugal the way that I did it. Um, I actually traded in a car and got more money for it than I paid for it. Um, I have good credit, so my interest rate is very low. Uh, my payments are very, very low. The car was very affordable. Um, I did not go buy a $20,000, 30000 $60,000 vehicle, not at all. 
Um, I actually bought, and it's something that I, I actually went out looking for a truck because I, I love trucks. I've driven a couple in, in the past, and I, I like them. Um, I'm a homeowner, and I do a lot of housework, so there's definitely utility there, but I also just like driving a truck. Uh, but trucks are expensive. <laughs> if you want to get one that has decent mileage um, or doesn't have a lot of mileage, I guess you should say. So I was looking for a truck, didn't really find anything that I felt really comfortable with. Everything was kind of around the $20,000 mark. So I, um, entry, I mean, beginning, you know, the, the kind of the lowest I could find with anything with low miles. Um, so I went to the Chevy dealership and I test drove a Chevy Volt, which is a plug-in hybrid vehicle. Um, I'd never driven one before, um, but I just kind of fell in love with it when I started driving it. I love the styling. It's a 2017. Um, it had really low miles on it, 21,000 miles, still under warranty, uh, the whole deal. And it was really cool because it, uh, gets 50 miles of pure electric range and then it kicks over to the gas motor. Um, so with my commute and kind of how I drive on a day-to-day basis with holding road trips and, you know, that sort of thing, um, I don't have to get gas anymore. I don't drive nearly 50 miles a day on a regular day. So I thought that was really, really cool. And there's just a lot of features in it that I really enjoyed. And again, I got it for a very, very good price. So, um, I pulled the trigger and, uh, you know, I consulted a lot of people who I admire or know that they handle their finances well. And I kind of told them where I was at personally, financially. Um, and they, I just kind of went for it. And, uh, I, that's kind of my living in the now, you know, I really love vehicles. I really love cars and I'll, I'll never go outside of what I feel is wise um, to scratch that itch, to scratch that car itch. Again, I'm not going out and buying a $60,000 brand new truck. Um, they're out there. And honestly, I could do it tomorrow if I wanted to. Um, but that's not wise, you know, and I think that part of living in the now also, you have to be disciplined enough to be wise. Um, and you have to be goal oriented. So I have a lot of financial goals for the future. Um, But I knew that by doing this, it wasn't jeopardizing my future. It wasn't knocking me out of alignment with the goals that I have in place. Um, And it wasn't detrimental to me personally or my family (laughs) or anything like that. Um, It was simply something that I wanted to do to treat myself a little bit. Um, And, you know, I was talking to my wife and just kind of, you know, we've been married now for eight years And one of the things that I've had to learn is how to be, how to have a little more fun with the money that we have. Not all of it has to go into savings and to, uh, into investing into our brokerage account or, um, you know, the 401k or, you know, whatever. Not all of it has to go towards those future things. Some of it should, and some of mine does. A good portion of mine does, actually. A lot of mine does. (laughs) But it's okay to eat out every once in a while, and it's okay to take a little vacation. Um, and again, the, you know, what has a, aligning that with our goals, we, we will do all of those things with cash. We don't carry credit card balances. Um, so again, you know, there's, there's wisdom in there um, because carrying those credit card balances can be very detrimental to your financial, um, your financial future. Um, so we do everything in cash and we do everything in moderation. Um, we don't spend an exorbitant, exorbitant amount on clothes or luxury items at all. Um, our grocery bills are high. We have two kids. <laughs> so, but we do shop um, not at Whole Foods and, uh, you know, 
those expensive markets. Um, I do pick up the occasional thing at Whole Foods, okay? Um, it's nice in there. It smells good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of get on the horn here and tell you guys a little bit about my experience this week, and I think I'm going to start doing this a little bit more. Um, this micro podcast is sponsored by Acorns. I use Acorns. I have used Acorns for over four years now. Um, They're a super simple way to get into investing. Um, They have two really cool features that I like. They have the Roundup feature, which I think they're most famous for, where you can attach your card, debit card, to it, and it will round up every purchase you make to the nearest dollar and invest the difference into an account. Um, Then you can select what type of account you want it invested in. moderate to aggressive, um, I guess you could say safer to more aggressive. Um, but when you, if you haven't ever invested in the stock market, it makes it really, really simple. Um, they also have a feature in this one I utilize and have um, for a long time, just the automatic investing. Um, so I invest every week. Um, I started off investing an amount that I didn't even realize was gone. I think I started investing $5 a week. And it didn't seem like anything, and it didn't seem like I would make much traction, but you know, lo and behold, eight months later, I looked at my account, and I realized I had made real, um, real gains, <laughs> I guess you could say. So um, if you want to invest in, or excuse me, if you want to explore Acorns, start your investing journey, or continue your investing journey with a really great platform, um, you can click the link in the description in the show notes, and you can get $5 added to your account. Um, and I'll get a little kickback as well, so you'll help support the podcast. But um, that's all I had for you guys. Thanks for joining the podcast, and we will talk soon.